Uh, what's up, dudes? What's, what's up, dude? up, dudes? <laughs> My goodness. What an introduction. Love that theme song. Um, welcome to the, uh, the off-season Dynasty best ball potentially focused episode. Had to oh, do the Trisha Vanessa plug. The crisp crack <laughs> of a, a new pod. Twinning. <laughs> we had to take over well, since they're not doing one today. I mean, they're they're falling behind. They're falling behind. But fellas, we got a big summer ahead of us here. Um, you know, Braden, you're getting married in a, in a couple weeks. Um, I'm having a baby boy in a couple weeks. Yep. Big year um, for the pod. Corbin and Eli are getting married. Yeah. A lot that's happened since the end of last season. A lot going you know, on. It's a lot closer anyways. It is. I'm glad yeah. to be back talking with you guys about it's that time of year. I love rookie fever. I love just seeing, you know, it's all hopes and dreams and what can be. And it's just, uh, it's a fun time of year. And couldn't be more happy to be talking about it with you folks today. Same here, man. Uh, NFL draft, probably my favorite day of the year. Uh, Maybe it was the Super Bowl. Maybe it was whatever, a Vikings-Packers game. No, best day of the year is the NFL draft. I'm so pumped. Um, I feel like a lot of good things happen. There's so much hype and hope for the the future, and we get to talk about all those draft picks tonight. Um, But going back to fantasy for a second here, I remember back in season one, we made a, a bet that uh, whoever picked the best tight end would get their car washed by who picked the worst tight end. I have not cashed in on my punishment for losing that, but I will be in Denver in two weeks. Um, Braden, is your car looking dirty? Honestly, yeah, it's kind of dirty. I can use, use a good wash. Maybe a little rust If you get me some jean shorts, if you get me some jean shorts from uh, from Ragstock, um, I'll I'll be ready to clean that car up. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> well, don't you worry. We got a ShamWow. I actually keep a reserve pair of super short jean shorts at the bottom of my drawer just in case, you know, yes. it's for laundry day. You know, when it's just like you got nothing left, you just got to throw in those super short jean shorts. And, and uh, that's when you know that you got to you gotta get that next load in. So you can use that pair. That's when I'm at my dirtiest. And um, you're going to rock it, man. I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we're going to be there in a couple of weeks for Eli's bachelor party, get to spend a night at Braden's house, get to party. So we'll make it happen. It's going to be a good time. Um, going to I'm the very Nino. Excited. <laughs> yeah, going to the Nino. <laughs> nah, nah, we're going to uh, Meow Wolf, duh. And so, yeah, that's the off season, fellas. I want to recap more fantasy-wise what's happened um, in the off season, there was free agency and trades and the draft. And so I think what we wanted to do here is kind of go back to the beginning of the season and just talk about the best worst landing spots for free agents and kind of break it down by position. And then we'll, we'll get into the draft picks, but Garrett, do you want to start us off about, uh, you know, a quarterback that changed landscape and, and how you think it's going to impact fantasy this year? I want to talk about Derek Carr. I'm just kidding. Ooh. Obviously, I'm talking about Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Duh. Aaron Rodgers goes to the Jets. Wild. I mean, we knew he was probably on the move. Talk was that he was going there all summer, but 
all spring, but now he's there. And the Jets immediately become kind of contenders in the AFC. I mean, you're still not going to beat Patty and or Joe Burrow. And the Jets fantasy players, all of a sudden, everyone's a beast. Garrett Wilson, going to dominate. Brees Hall, <laughs> going to dominate. Like, it's, it's not – it's over. Like, those two are – absolutely both top five at their position because of this move if they weren't already yeah the hype for the jets is is out of control brayden do you have a, a quarterback you wanted to talk about hey kind of sum up anybody there garrett um i think for me what's interesting is well, jimmy garoppolo you know not for necessarily for fantasy rosters you know getting jimmy garoppolo i'm not saying he's any kind of late round option but you know, how is it going to impact the offense? Darren Waller was traded. Um, it's going to be interesting to see Devonte how that goes. I think some people, you know, last year you saw Carr, um, he was the deep threat for a while there, and you saw the boomer bust, and now it's, I think it's going to be a lot higher floor, but maybe not those big ceiling games. So it'll be interesting to see where it falls in drafts. But I think, uh, yeah, it's interesting to see how that's going to all play out. Yeah. I, it's, it's a very interesting one. You're, you're right, Braden. <laughs> Um, I think that the team that uh, changed quarterbacks this year that is definitely causing the most, I don't know, uh, questions uh, is Tampa Bay. Tom Brady retired. They signed Baker Mayfield. You've got Kyle Trask. Um, I mean, if somehow Trask wins the job, then you got to own him in Dynasty for some reason. Uh, (laughs) But no, they're going to have Baker Mayfield, and they've got Godwins, Evans, Gage, you know. Tony O'Brien, maybe White taking over at the running back position. <laughs> Not having Antonio Brown. <laughs> Brown. What did he? Didn't he say he got signed by the Ravens or something? Didn't he just Dude, come out with yeah. some tweet? And was like the Ravens signed me. <laughs> it's like what? You, you, you just have to like disregard anything he says. His phone needs to be taken away from him. There's just At absolutely no. There's absolutely no reason to ever see anything from him again. Oh gosh, we won't. We won't. Oh man, yeah, but but I guess I mean. Zach, I don't know if you're going to get to this, but I was just curious. Do you guys think that Baker's going to be able to get the get the ball to Godwin and Evans? I mean, I don't know that Baker's going to win the job. Wow, okay. low praise. <laughs> That's fair. Um, I think whoever gets the job, those receivers are good enough to start most weeks in fantasy. I think mm-hmm. Godwin is better than Evans for either oh, of these quarterbacks. quarterbacks. Yeah, I agree. Um, but for sure. Yeah, their their value's definitely gone down in one offseason. Garrett, hit us with a running back that changed positions that you want to talk about. Again, I think the biggest running back move of the offseason, uh, DeAndre Swift to Philly uh, on draft <laughs> night or the day after. I mean, Philly just lost Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders put up a really productive season last year. DeAndre Swift is probably the best running back out of this group here of anybody who made a move. And I think he's going to absolutely dominate in Philly. Now, probably not top five running back because they do have a lot of weapons there. Gainwell's still going to get his, but like DeAndre Swift is the real deal. I think that's the real question is where do you think that Swift is going to land here? Like what, what are you, what are you saying when he's going to smash? Like what's, what's your thoughts generally? He's an RB one. I don't think there's any. I don't think there's any question about it. Okay, I I think that Rashad Penny is going to outscore DeAndre Swift this year. 
I agree with with Braden. This DeAndre Swift hype is out of control, Garrett. I think the running game in Philly is going to be great, but I think it's going to be a 60-40 split to Penny and that, you know, Boston Scott and Kenneth Gainwell are still going to get some points here and there. DeAndre Swift is firmly a low RB2 for me. And I just don't see the volume or the usage there without Penny or someone else getting injured. Dude, DeAndre Swift needs next to no touches to be a absolute game changer. Like you've seen For that sure. in that Lions offense. Like he puts up massive games on like 12 total touches. For and sure. like that that's that's what he can do. And and in the best offense potentially in the NFL, sign me up for that all day. For sure. No, I'm I'm with I see and the thing is that's what's so great about this discussion too and what's fun about it is it'll be fun to see how this ends up because this is one of those things like super high variable and we're going to be talking about more of these later, but yeah, it totally, DeAndre Swift could be an RB1 or he could totally be a bust this year. It's like, I, the, it's crazy. Like I can see both outcomes and you could be totally right. I think yeah. the talent's way too good to be a bust. I just, I, I mean, he, he's never been in the NFL. Like when he is on the field, he is a good player. Like, totally. and, and, and we know that. And now he's like, I, I don't think there's an opportunity outside of injury to bust. Okay. I agree. I, I think, well, I don't, I don't agree fully, but I get what you're saying. I, see <laughs> I, I, I think for me, the biggest thing is, is the, I don't think that the passing volume will be there because, but it could change. Cause if you, if the talent is big on, you know, if it's like what you say with Deandre Swift and they see the big talent change, they could change their offense and start to throw to the running back more. But Jalen Hurts like barely does normally, so it'll be interesting to see if they kind of scheme it that way, or and if he starts throwing into him more, or if he kind of keeps the same tendencies. I like that Garrett picked Swift, Braden picked Penny. Also, I'm Team Penny. Um, the guy I want to talk about is David Montgomery in Detroit. I think he's going to be a total value because he's a disgusting pick. But uh, that offensive line is so good, and Gibbs is a smaller running back that David Montgomery could be getting 18 touches touchdowns. a game. <laughs> and, and 18 touchdowns, exactly. He could be the Jamal Williams. <laughs> he could. Um, that offense is going to feast, too. That's a good offense. It is, yeah. Detroit's been getting hype out of control. Philly, well-deserved. They're going to still dominate. Detroit? Come on, let's 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 see you prove something. I guess shoot, I said that about the the Eagles and Jalen Hurts uh, once before on this podcast <laughs> that you got to go out and prove that you're a top team, and then and then they did. Oh, Actually, yeah. Detroit, the hype scare. You, you guys got it. I I fully believe all the hype about Detroit. They're gonna <laughs> be the next great offense and defense, and uh, can't wait to see it play out. Uh, just a quick note. I also own this player, not why I love the move, but I do think it's going to work too. I think Miles Sanders to Carolina is going to be a good, a, a good fit. He's back yeah. with Deuce Staley as his uh, running backs coach. It's going to be good. 100%. Yeah, a lot of interesting new new running backs. Um, new wide receiver locations. Who's, who's the guy you got here, Garrett? Ooh, um, I'm going to go with a... Uh, I'm going to go with a bad fit. Okay. And I'm going to say Odell. I, I do not think Odell could possibly live up to the hype, especially in that offense. They just drafted Zay Flowers. Um, 
They have Rashad Bateman. Uh, they have Mark Andrews. Like, I mean, he could be the wide receiver. He could be the second option there on offense. I think it's more likely he's the third, maybe even the fourth by the end of the season. I don't think it's great. Fair. Braden, who, who do you want to talk about? Yeah, it's going to be interesting, interesting to see how that Ravens wide receiving core works out. But I think uh, for me, I mean, it's always tough when wide receivers are moving around. It's not as good looking as the running back group. But uh, for me, I think it's Brandon Cooks. I think I don't think he's washed. Um, you know, he's put the concussion concerns overall to rest. And with, you know, with CD there, I just think it's going to, the offense is going to open up a lot, actually. I, really I like that pick a lot. I think he's going to be good there. I don't know. I'm I'm worried to pick him still with Gallup in that system, but uh, I really wanted to talk about the Carolina signings, but you guys left a wide open door for DJ Moore. This one is a highly volatile pick. He's Braden's favorite player of all time. <laughs> uh, but the thing is, either DJ Moore is going to take the Bears offense to the next level and he's going to be well worth his draft stock. Or the Bears are going to continue to suck, and DJ Moore will continue to underperform. And so, you know, if you're drafting DJ Moore at the 25 spot, I think he's either finishing top 13 or bottom 30. Like, he, I don't think he's going to return on that low end wide receiver two. It's either a high end one or like a low end three. I see that I, for I, sure. I, 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 see that for spot sure. I almost think the low end three, honestly, is more likely, in my opinion. Do, do, do we shall see. We'll talk about it with Bryce Young. We'll come back to Carolina. All right. Um, last thing, tight ends. Not a huge amount of guys moved the draft class, I think, is way better. But any tight end moves you want to talk about quick? They all suck. <laughs> Everybody who moved is probably in a worse situation other than Darren Waller. Um, but, I mean, at the same time, Daniel Jones has proved absolutely nothing in his ability to get anybody the ball. So, I mean, Darren Waller could hit, maybe, could be top eight, top six tight end. Again, more likely tight end 14. That's fair. Anything actually, from you, Braden? Yeah, I'm actually pretty – I think Waller, as long as – which has been a big question is injuries, I actually think he's going to be really good. I think he's going to be the number one target in the offense. Just can he stay healthy? Uh, but since you already talked about Waller, i got to bring up uh, – <laughs> A name that haunts Vikings fans, Irv Smith Jr. I hate saying it. It, Yeah, just I feel like I'm just like rolling in the mud right now. But and I don't even think he's necessarily going to take advantage of the opportunity because I don't think he's very good. But he is the only decent tight end on the Bengals roster that actually could be a playmaker. And they didn't invest in the position. So he has a chance to be a late round kind of just, you know, you take a shot and he could hit big. I don't want to talk about. (laughs) I don't want to talk about Irv. I don't want to talk about any more of these tight end moves. They all suck. (laughs) Tight end just sucks in general. Let's talk rookies, okay? What about where were the best landing spots for different rookies? Um, We can maybe touch quicker on more guys. I'm thinking here. Um, Bijan to Atlanta. Good spot, bad spot. Smash fine. Oh, smash. Interesting. I, I think it's fine. I think he's going to, he's going to do well. He's going to do good. I think that it's not on the lower end of the NFL, but it's definitely on the higher or it's right in the middle. I mean, it's not on the highest end either. That's fair. Yeah. No, I, I give both perspectives. I think, I think it's an absolute smash spot, the higher capital plus um, their offensive line is one of the best in the league. Tyler Algier just ran for over a thousand yards. I'm not saying that Tyler Algier isn't talented, but 
Bijan is more talented and they invested even more in offensive line in the draft. Um, and you got Arthur Smith, one of the most historically run heavy head coaches in the league. So I think it's going to be, I'm excited. <laughs> the, the only better spot would have been Detroit. And I think Bijan absolute smash in Atlanta. Speaking of Detroit, Jamar Gibbs, uh, love the signing, hate the signing. What do you think? I think they took him way too early, but so does everybody else in the NFL. Uh, tw- 12, I thought was nuts and to move up for him, crazy. But I mean, he, he's good. He's, he's going to be really good on that offense. If he's going to be anything near an Alvin Kamara, Alvin Kamara light, then he's, he's going to crush it there. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see how it all plays out. I think they're going to use him as a weapon. It's just, you know, how is he going to be the focus of the offense? There's so many good playmakers there, but I mean, like you said, I mean, the guy's an absolute weapon. It's going to be really cool to see how that all plays out, but it's so variable. I think he's got a lot of pressure to perform in those first six weeks that uh, Jamison Williams is suspended. That was a big off season thing. So uh, JMO is out for the first six games. If Gibbs can establish himself in that time period, he's going to well return being the second overall pick in dynasty um, I think that he's going to have a top 12 year if he starts out really strong, but if he doesn't, and there's a chance he doesn't cause he's a rookie and he's small, then yeah, I think he kind of, I don't know, doesn't prove that he belongs and he's going to be a mid running back for this year. And, you know, you could have a CEH 2.0 worst case scenario here. Yeah. The last bit I'll add really quick is just that um, if you look last year, they had so many targets to running backs and DeAndre Swift even surprisingly had something like 70 targets when he had a terrible year. So it is, I mean, the potential is massive. Yeah. Through the roof. Next running back, Zach Charbonnet, Seattle. Worst possible scenario in the NFL draft. (laughs) You have Kenneth Walker just showing he is about to be a lead back for a long time. And then you go pick this dude at the top of the second round. And it's like, here we go with Pete Carroll splitting this backfield all over again for absolutely no reason. Like, you, you, Kenneth, Kenneth Walker III, great running back. That, that's exactly who you want in Seattle. And now they bring in another guy who can be a bruiser, can be that like A.J. Dillon type. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, 100%. I think, uh, I think, well, I don't know if we want to touch on it here or wait a little bit to get deeper into the Seattle backfield, but it, there's we can touch so, on it now. So many potential outcomes, but like basically, I mean, my my perspective on it, I think that Kenneth Walker's value is tanked. Like, I mean, I'm not saying fully. Like, I still think he's going to be, you know, a low end to mid RB two, but with he's Zach Charbonnet, who accentuates, huh? He's not a top ten dynasty back anymore. Yeah. And some people are treating it like nothing has happened, but I, I think that is a flaw because if you look, all of Charbonnet's strengths are Kenneth Walker's weaknesses. And then you add in that Charbonnet's strengths are where the majority of fan or where the top end fantasy points are scored for a running back goal line and receiving work. And if you have Kenneth Walker as a one, two down, you know, home run hitter, you're just waiting on those big plays. It's almost like a Damian Harris at that point. So it could be very interesting. It could go anywhere. Yeah. It could be Walker just takes over and it's fine and Charbonnet spells him. But I think it's that, gonna be that first way. That uncertainty is is crazy. Um you know, I feel like Zach Charbonnet, no one wants to draft him in Dynasty, but then when you think about it more, it's like, oh, 
he's going to maybe get 55 to 60% of these carries or he'll at least get the high value ones because Kenneth Walker I mean, is only a home run guy. They they spent more capital on Chabernet, or Chabernet than they did on Kenneth Walker. It was a higher draft pick in the draft. So it's no, like, it wasn't. Wasn't Kenneth Walker late second round? No, he was like he was early. very early. He was like 235, but 240. Still similar draft capital for sure. You know, it's not... You know, it's not like a second and a third. He was the third running back overall taken in the second round. You know, that's impressive for any running back these days. And you have to feel, I think a lot of people are just saying Seattle is, you know, just making dumb moves. But I think that they, they felt there was a reason that they had to make this pick. They felt there was a big gap in their RB room skills that they needed. Right? Yeah. We'll see how that shakes out. I'm going to read off a few more running backs here, and you guys pick one you want to talk about. We got Devon Achain to Miami, uh, Keandre Miller to New Orleans, Taiji Spears to Tennessee, Roshan Johnson to Chicago, and Tank Bigsby to Jacksonville. Garrett, any of those names pop out to you? I'll take Achain right at the top there. I mean, I think that Miami probably had one of the weaker backfields last year, a little bit older guys with Jeff Wilson, who's not that old, but um what's his name raheem uh no what's his name most yes um so yeah i think that he's got an opportunity to come in and i don't think he's a three down back he's super small but he's super super athletic so ran a four three two i don't know i think i think he could be good in that offense all right brayden yeah, you couldn't ask for a better scheme and fit, honestly, too. But uh, for me, what stands out of those, I was going to pick A-Chain, but next up for me would be Kendra Miller. Um, to me, they're not the same player at all, but to me it seems very similar, the situation to when Alvin Kamara came in, when he had Adrian Peterson and Mark Ingram in the backfield. And a lot of people are thinking, oh, we got Alvin Kamara and we got Jamal Williams. They just signed him a big deal. You know, Kendra is going to be stuck in the back. And I think we're going to see him emerge second half of the year and be the main guy. Yeah, I mean, with with Kamara getting older and being suspended, and I mean, they got Jamal Williams, but I, I like that spot for for Miller as well. Um, I guess the guy I want to talk about is Tajay Ty, Spears, Tennessee. Um, they use surprisingly high draft capital on him. Um, he's coming off an injury that's arthritic in nature, so he could only have like a four-year career. But Derrick Henry, their rumors were were hot with him being gone this year, potentially being traded. They didn't find a partner yet. But, you know, Derrick Henry's time is up. Tajay Spears is in for Tennessee. I honestly don't love the pick. Like, I probably would pick any wide receiver over him. But like I can see the ceiling there in Tennessee. For sure. Um, uh, let me, can I just ask quick? What do you think? Yeah. Did you hear about the reports on his knee? Like the he had no, he has like no um, no cartilage. cartilage in his yeah, knee. Yeah, yeah. So like again, he could have a very short career with that that injury status. But um, that any running back who lands in Tennessee is like a one year hold and they could win the job sort of thing. You guys know oh, so like, much more any... about these players than I do. <laughs> no idea. Right. And then he has right. a lack of cartilage. Right, right. Hey, I, just I love to add one the NFL thing. draft. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, I mean, they knew the Tennessee Titans knew that when they picked him in the third round. So that, you know, they were aware of that. So that adds credence to what you're saying for sure. But right. yeah. 
wide receivers, top guy out there, JSN, Jackson Smith, and Jigba. Uh, he went to Seattle. <laughs> I need to hear you guys' thoughts. Again, I think it's I think it's a, a bottom half place to go just when you have two really established receivers like DK and Tyler Lockett. Um, I, I think JSN is too good not to produce. Um, he, he, he's going to put up some numbers. I don't know that he can take the number one job away from or just get, get the most targets, get the most uh, work there with the other two guys. But, I mean, we'll see. I think, it, I think it brings down everybody's value from what JSN could have been and then what Lockett and DK for sure. For sure. Yeah, great points. I, you know, I feel similar. I mean, I do think all three of these receivers play certain roles in the offense. You know, obviously Tyler Lockett can play the slot really well, but he can also be a flanker. He can be on, you know, the Z receiver. So you got DK at X and then you got, you got JSN in the slot. So I think they can, all three of them can be, um, you know, playing similarly, you know, on the field at the same time, which is huge rather than someone replacing someone. So when people are fading Tyler Lockett and they think of him as a slot receiver, I don't think that's the case, but yeah, it's a question is where's the volume going to go? And, you know, Gino could totally lock in on JSN or he could just keep things the status quo. So I, you know, I don't, I don't see, I'm not super bullish on JSN's year one outlook, but I think in the future he could, you know, I, I still view him as the wide receiver one in this class. Yeah. Always bet on talent. Jackson Smith, the Jigba has been the like hottest prospect for the last two years at wide receiver. You know, the, the guys who came out last year, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, they said JSN was better than them. And we saw how great they were as rookies. This could be, you know, like LSU when they had Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson. And two years in a row, you just have like these absolute stars. Um, so I would say clear cut number one. Doesn't matter that he went to Seattle. I would still draft him in redraft this year. Um, you go two you know, or three? On the talent. What? Would you draft him two or three? In the overall, like yeah. before or ahead of Gibbs? Yeah. No comment. <laughs> Garrett's trying to get secrets tonight. Not happening. I would have told you all my secrets, but then you said, nope, no secrets tonight. So now you get none. <laughs> I would personally, I would pick uh, Gibbs. Although going into the draft, I would have picked JSN. Garrett? I think I'd probably go Gibbs. All right, that's uh, how the rankings are right now. The next wide receiver on the board, Jordan Addison. Let's go. The Vikings, we got a wide receiver. Man, JSN was sliding, but it was in that, it was in that wide receiver zone where you knew a few guys were going to go. I did not see it being four guys in a row. I'm happy we walked out with Jordan Addison and not Quentin Johnson. Thank you. Yes, that's a, uh, exactly what I wanted Bruce to say. Um but I think I would have preferred Flowers, but I think Addison's going to be fantastic in this offense. <clears throat> Cannot wait, especially while Kirk's there. We, we could be really good. I mean, if Kirk's not there long term, you bring in a, a, a bad quarterback next year. He's pr- probably a bridge quarterback next year. You're going after JJ a ton, so he might drop down a little bit year two until we get a good quarterback. But with Kirk, dominant. 100%. Yeah, he doesn't have the ceiling like, you know, JSN could have, in my opinion, just because you got Justin Jefferson there. And I would sure as heck hope that the Vikings sign him long term. I think it's, I mean, basically a 99.9% guarantee they're going to. And so he doesn't have that major ceiling outcome, but the guy's going to be great, especially early. I 
love Jordan Addison. When we picked him on draft night, there was a couple defensive guys I wanted. You know, Will Levis was falling. It's like, oh, if we pick him, then I'm going to love Will Levis, even though I didn't love Will Levis. Um, but once I looked at the tape, I was like, man, this guy could be the best wide receiver in the whole class. He's so crisp, just a great route runner who always gets separation and has sure hands and makes plays after the catch. He does it all, but like he's he's known as the best route runner in this class, which is saying something because JSN is an elite route runner as well. Um, so I love the fit in Minnesota, filling all of Adam Thielen's 100-plus targets that are gone. Um, yeah, I think that Jordan Addison is, is a clear number four in this rookie class um, for rookie drafts. Totally. Uh, Not agreed. to mention he moved KJ Osborne to wide receiver three on the team. And I think he's driving that role too. So I'm just excited about the Vikings offense in general from that. Agreed. Um, I mean, this is in no way how we rank them because the next guy on our list here is Quentin Johnston. Um, but I believe that is how the draft went. So um, how do you guys feel about Quentin Johnston in, um, in LA for the chargers? Uh, these were rankings that I had seen and just pulled earlier. These definitely were. Sure, uh, okay. They're not in any yeah, specific they're, they're order. Not in any specific order other than somebody's rankings at some point in time. It's not your guys' rankings. Uh, they do not feel this I, way necessarily. I think Quentin Johnston is uh, going to be a good fit. I mean, I think that you see both Mike Williams and Keenan Allen probably in the last years of their contract. Zach, you're the contract guy. You got to confirm that for me. Yeah, but, I mean, there, there's so much dead money or like, that they just got to cut them next year. <laughs> right. So, so they're, they're going to be gone. I mean, you, you, you get a guy like Johnston, big, bo- bigger body guy, I believe um, dominated at TCU. And I think he can come in and be good in this offense. Um, I don't, I don't, th- I don't really see it year one. They have some established receivers. Josh Palmer has shown he can be a decent three. Quentin Johnson can absolutely come in, take that number three. Could be a great wide receiver coming up the years afterwards. Yeah. Brayden, what do you think? Yeah. I mean, I'm a little concerned about the role that they want him to have because he's shown he's not a super strong contested catch guy. And I'm worried that they want him to be the deep threat contested catch guy, which he's shown he's actually better getting these short routes. And he does this, this little fake out move that seems to work every single time. It's the same move every time, but he gets crazy yards after the catch from it. And I think he's almost better in a way out of the slot, weirdly enough. I'd hate to say our X, but I think Mike Williams and Keenan Allen are going to take that role. So long story short, I think he could absolutely smash or be a massive bust. So it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. Yeah, this guy I'm a lot less uh, certain on drafting and redraft, you know. I, again, love the prospects in Dynasty. I, I can see the total argument for why he'd be the number three in this class. Um, but like redraft, maybe he's he's four, potentially. I don't know. Um, just because we've got Keenan Allen, we've got Mike Williams. They just gave a little extra money to Austin Eckler. So like the target share is going to be tough to make a name for himself this year. But yeah, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams both have over $30 million cap hits next year. At least one, if not both of them, can be cut and save a ton of money on the cap. So um, it's going to open up for Quentin Johnston long term. Um, 
But yeah, I think yeah, like for me, I'll have to do more research before I, I draft him in, in a regular draft. Oh, totally. Yeah, I think for me, if I was a contender, I would lean Addison over QJ. But if I was trying to rebuild, I'd pick QJ over Addison, if that makes any sense. Like he, QJ could be a pillar on your team long term, but he could bust. But you're trying to find those pillars when you're rebuilding. But when you're a, you know, when you're in c- contention, you just want to, you know, if you can get a great wide receiver too right now, we'll take it. For sure. The last big name wide receiver, and then we'll kind of pick our lesser known ones, is Zay Flowers to Baltimore. These are the four that went in the first round. Um, Garrett, how do you feel about this fit? Man, it, it's it's the Baltimore offense. You're fighting for the second, third, and fourth highest target share with Odell Beckham Jr. and Rashad Bateman, who's been playing with Lamar the last two years. And Mark I don't Andrews. Like, not, that's what I'm saying. Mark Andrews is solidified number one. These guys yeah. are all fighting for two, two for two, three, three, and four. Sure. So I don't love it this year. I, I didn't love the fit. I think that Zay Flowers is, is going to be a good wide receiver in this league. And I think Lamar is a decent quarterback. Um, I, he could have a good year, but I don't, I don't see it happening like right off the bat. It'd be like a George Pickens kind of role where like, and then the following year if one of those receivers is gone, he's about to explode. Okay. I love that George Pickens love, Garrett. Um, Braden, what do you think about Zay Flowers to Baltimore? Yeah, he's one of those guys where I think he's going to be a great pick in rookie drafts. The question is, yeah, year one, how is it going to play out? You know, I'm excited about Todd Monken taking over as the offensive coordinator over Greg Roman. You know, he's shown, you know, he was the the offensive coordinator when the Buccaneers had that 30 and 30 year with Jameis Winston. So, you know, Shows very pass heavy. So these receivers could emerge, but who knows how it's actually going to play out. And it's just one of those super variable situations, you know, so like an OBJ or Bateman pull it together, but if not flowers could totally emerge. So it's, it's just one of those, it's not as clear cut as like an Addison. For sure. Yeah. I mean, pre-draft, I think I had Zay flowers as my number two guy um, until I looked at more Addison tape and then post-draft up like, Oh, I think Addison's the second best, most talented guy, but um Zay Flowers, great tape, great player. Um, not the best landing spot in Baltimore. Definitely a, a good long-term play. Love to have him in in the top six or seven picks. Um, but uh, for redraft, again, such a murky situation. You got to just wait and see how camp plays out if you're going to draft him. All right, wide receivers, a few more that were drafted um, and that are going in, in dynasty drafts here. So I'm going to read off a few names, and then I'll, I'll let you guys pick one of them. So... Uh, we've got Jonathan Mingo to Carolina, second round pick. Marvin Mims to Denver, second round pick. Josh Downs to Indy, I believe that was a third round pick. Rashi Rice to Kansas City, second round pick. Jalen Hyatt to the Giants, third round pick. And then Cedric Tillman to Cleveland, third round pick. And Tyler Scott to Chicago, I think fourth round pick. Um, Garrett, what names stick out to you? <laughs> There's a lot. Um, I, I, I think a lot of these guys could hit um, in, in the long runs, which means they're good dynasty picks. Um, I really like Jonathan Mingo. I, I think he's going to be a good player, R- really good, kind of just that, that slot, bigger body kind of guy, not that top end speed, but going to come in, get good yards after the catch, and he's probably going to be a good receiver for a, a young quarterback than Bryce Young. Yeah, he's really athletic too. Braden? Oh, there's like, yeah, like he said, there's a lot of good picks here. Um, I'm going to pick one that I think is a little bit undervalued because everyone's talking about, you know, Marvin Mims a little bit and Josh Jones. 
I think Jaden Reed is someone who's interesting. Um, Packers need wide receiver help. Um, he's projects more of a slot guy and he's, he's pretty athletic and he's a little bit smaller, but I just think he's going to be one of those guys that could be a value in the third round or something that ends up being, you know, on the equivalent of some of these other receivers that we're talking about. That's a JJ Zacharyson guy right there that Braden brings up Jaden Reed in green Bay. Uh, you got any other inside tips from, from the man himself? <laughs> late, late round QB. Uh, let me see. Um, not off the top of my head, to be honest. Okay. But no. Did, did you like get his rookie guide or that, but do you get his off off season guide? I do actually. Oh, wow. This man's loaded up with info. We're, we're, you're going to have to share some of that on the pot. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do. We'll do. Um, the wide receiver that I'm most interested out of these, you know, second, third tier kind of rookies. Denzel Mims, baby. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> not, Garrett. The, Corey the, Davis. The draft capital is good. The tape's good, but the fit in Denver, I don't, I don't love it. Um, I think that the the guy here, ugh, I don't want any of these guys. <laughs> um. Rashi Rice, Kansas City. I think if you have like a really late pick in the second round, you might as well throw a dart on him because Kansas City's always looking for that next wide receiver to step up next to Kelsey. No one's done it. So yep. Patrick Mahomes told him to draft him. They did it in the second round. The ceiling is through the roof, and that's kind of what you draft for at the end of the second. You don't draft for floor. You draft for ceiling. Great point. Um. And then we do have some quarterbacks and tight ends to talk about. Um, we're going to maybe skip over these quarterbacks because we're going to draft here at the end, a little little fun contest that we've got. Um, and I think we can give more in-depth on these quarterbacks and how we rank them, where we draft them, when we, uh, when we do our little mock best ball draft, a little contest here. Um, but were there any tight ends that you guys wanted to quick touch on too, or maybe we talk about that when we do our draft, because we're, we're each going to have to take a quarterback. We're each going to have to take a tight end. And then maybe we just make the, the case for the guy then. Sure. I'll just, I, I'll just add something quick that I think, cause I think sure. they'll fall uh, beyond the two rounds that we're going to do. I think, you know, a lot of people want to, you know, Luke Musgrave's projected higher in green Bay, but if I was drafting rookies, I would just go for the cheaper option, Tucker Craft, because we have no idea how it's going to emerge, and it could totally be like a Hayden Hurst, Mark Andrews situation with the Ravens when they drafted Hayden Hurst in the first or second round or something like that, and they got Mark Andrews in the third, and you know, look who ended up emerging. So I would say the best route there, if you're trying to set between these Green Bay Packers, just take the cheaper option. That's some good advice. I hadn't really considered it. Um, all right. Well the next section that we had on here was to talk about guys that were falling after the free agency draft. I feel like we've, you know, that, that, that still matters from a fantasy perspective. So we'll touch on it real quick, but um, you know, kind of the opposite of how we talked about the landing places that were maybe helpful um, beforehand of free agents and whatnot. Now this is like, Oh, established guys that, that got worse because of the off season. Um, was there anyone that stuck out to you guys besides, you know, maybe Kenneth Walker, who we already talked about. I think we've actually kind of touched on most of these guys. Uh, yeah, you're right. I, I kind of mentioned that they had either fallen. Uh, you maybe somebody else maybe would have liked Gallup more than than Cooks. 
uh, I'd prefer Cooks over Gallup. So I see yeah. that Gallup fell a little bit. But at the same time, I think uh, we had on here like Rashad Bateman. And I mean, who, who knows? It's, 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 they're all kind of in tough situations. When you're returning to the same team you were on, I feel like you have a better benefit than the rookie coming in. But we'll see. No, for sure. It is a very kind of offset with what we talked earlier. You know, Rashad Bateman's stock went down. Tyler Lockett went down with JSN. Mike Williams, you know, he's a a finicky player that I can't seem to trade. I'm trying guys. <laughs> I'm, I'm willing to take a discount, but Mike Williams, he's a, he's a tough sell right now, I guess. So yeah, it's uh it's interesting to see those guys kind of come down the roster. Do you try to sell with what you can get with, for some of these guys, or do you lean more hold long-term and see what happens? Um, I usually lean hold, although I would, if I was a Kenneth Walker owner, I would probably, you know, there's some people out there that legitimately think that the Zach Charbonnet pick doesn't impact him and Zach Charbonnet got totally destroyed. I would take advantage of those people for sure. Savage. Former champion. Love it. Um, You're in Colorado, Braden. We're in Minnesota. Is there anything from our local sports talk that, that we've learned that could that we could share a nugget with the people um, and, and kind of see how fantasy is going to be impacted by either moves that the the Broncos or the Vikings have made this offseason? Braden, yeah. what do you got? No, for sure. I got I got some news. I mean, um, you know, I didn't have to find my sources to actually get this one. This is in the national media. So but it, it is something to touch on that I think can be very uh, murky. But uh sean payton we're, we're officially in the season of dreams sean payton came in to a press conference said that javante williams was gonna we plan on him avoiding the pup um he should be good to go week one um and it, you know not not throwing out the possibility of an adrian peterson miracle recovery but we know a lot of the details in javante williams knee injury uh it was a lot more than just uh just an acl he he tore like three different uh, tore three different tendons plus like this one. I mean, I didn't even know what to call it. It was like a, it was a lot. It was basically, th- it was a major knee, uh, knee tear. And so, you know, we're talking about Brees Hall potentially not even making it to week one and he only had the ACL. And for us to, you know, for Sean Payne to be going in there, these head coaches come in and they're very confident and they act very like, this is going to happen. I would not expect Javante Williams to return value this year. It's going to be more like next year. He, I think he'll come back. Don't get me wrong, but he's not going to be himself. He's going to be similar to kind of how JK Dobbins was last year running on one leg uh, potentially, you know, and he's not going to be at hundred um, percent. So just basically what I'm trying to say is be cautious of some of the coach speak out there around these injuries, especially ones with, you know, that you know that the timeline tends to be longer. They tend to be optimistic and act like the timeline is shorter than it actually is. For sure. Um, Garrett, has there been anything Minnesota Vikings related that's been interesting? Well, I guess, I don't know. Did you have anything to touch on for, for Denver there, Garrett? Uh, n- no, not for Denver. I have no local insight to Denver. <laughs> not, not, not anymore. <laughs> yeah, no. All right. Um, yeah, for the Vikings, um, the, the talk of the offseason here is Dalvin Cook's going to get traded. He hasn't been traded yet, so people are like, oh, is it really happening? I still really think it's happening. I do not think that Dalvin is going to be the starting running back for the Vikings this year. And so that means that Alexander Madison, Ty Chandler, Dwayne McBride are all undervalued. 
I don't know how much any of their stock goes up. Most likely Madison, who's going in, I don't know, the 10th round, should be going in the, the fifth or sixth round if, if he's the lead guy. So there, there's, I think there's value out there in, in trying to get Madison right now. Um, you know, he's only on a two-year deal, and he's not that great. But people in fantasy just love Alexander Madison because they're like, best handcuff in the league. Well, now he's going to get his shot. Um, so I think that he's going to be a great target in redraft and an okay target in, in dynasty. Agreed. Yeah, I feel that it's going to be interesting to see how it shakes out. I mean, there's some arguments where they, you know, they were trying to hold on to Darius Smith and they could decide to, to trade, you know, hold on to Dalvin now because they weren't expecting to have that cap space. But I mean, at this point, it's like, is Dalvin that much better than, I'm not hating on Dalvin. I love Dalvin and he probably is, but I just mean like, why not look towards the future and see some of the talent that we have now? I mean, even a Dwayne McBride that we just drafted in the seventh round, see what Dwayne he has. McBride, baby. <laughs> He's, his tape is so good. He's just a fucking bruiser. He just runs people over, breaks tackles yeah. like it's nothing. It's like a AJ Dillon 2.0 sort of thing, but he actually doesn't get tackled by his shoelaces. And he can't catch passes at all. He had like five receptions. His they never tried pass. You can learn how to catch a ball here and there. You, you know, know, if they want to design a screen, one thousand percent. Even uh, even AP could catch twenty balls a year. All right, and then my news from Minnesota Sports Chatter. Uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves have their Justin Jefferson of the NBA and Anthony Edwards. He's the GOAT. Minnesota Sports, baby. We're going to be competing for a long time with those two. Hell yeah, Garrett. Let's go. What a time to be alive. You're going to be hype. Speaking of hype, speaking of feeling alive, gentlemen, today before this podcast, I made a trade in the Shadinasty League. Ooh, baby. <laughs> you know? We have to have talking points. I said, let's get this done. So me and Eli, who's been on the pod before, uh, we, we made a trade last offseason. We said we got to make another trade this offseason. Uh, he's going full rebuild. I'm kind of in a soft rebuild. I kind of feel like I can compete if things go right. Just got to make a few more trades. But uh, I ended up getting Patrick Mahomes, DeAndre Hopkins, Ty Chandler, and uh, the 19th pick in this year's draft, the 207. Uh, Eli gets the 103, so probably JSN, maybe Gibbs. Um, my first next year, and then Kyler Murray and Hunter Renfro to fill out splats and quarterbacks. So what, what are you guys' immediate impacts? You got any questions for me? I'm not going to sit here and roast um because it is dynasty we are trying to introduce a uh i don't even know what it's called empire league empire league where if, if you win two consecutive resets so zach i i understand loading up and going for a patty and and, and paying a lot for him right now um but it, it is for this year alone i don't know that patrick mahomes is like light years better than Kyler Murray. Like Kyler might play six games. Um, so I think that DeAndre Hopkins coming, like he, he's really got to produce for you for this to work out. Because um, I, I think that giving up, I mean, trading JSN or Gibbs for Patty Mahomes, you do that all day, every day you take Patty Mahomes. But then you're giving up a future first. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I mean, if Ty Chandler comes on the scene, though, you're going to dominate this trade. (laughs) 
that's a very shot in the dark deep there, Garrett. We need Dalvin Cook traded for this to pay out and then some help, but I don't I know. I, I, for you. It, it could absolutely like smash for you. If DeAndre Hopkins comes back to form. I think he's going to get traded. So wherever, whatever team wants Hopkins, I feel like they're going to feed him. I still think that Hopkins is on the move this offseason. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, I'll pipe in. I think, um, I mean, I don't think that the trade at all is absolutely bad value because it makes sense to me. I think, like like Garrett said, I think the the one this year for Mahomes is a smash because if you talk about having top three quarterback production for 10 years, I mean, you yeah, that's totally worth a first. I mean, half the time a first bust, like you don't even know. So you will take Patrick Mahomes for first. And I still think that DeAndre Hopkins is worth a first in 2024. Although the question is, is how you're going to do this year? Where does that 2024 first end up? Because if that ends up being Marvin Harrison, then no, I would not say that. Um, so I think really this all hinges on where your team is at and if you can hit on getting some running backs. So my, I don't think that the trade is bad value. I just wonder, my one question is wondering where your team is at, if it was the right time to make that kind of move. But at the same time, I mean, your team, you have amazing wide receivers. You have a great quarterback. You have TJ Hawkinson, who could be the tight end three for all we know. Um, you know, he's not locked in for that, but he could be, you know, so you have a lot uh, there. It's just tight really, you know, that's <laughs> right. That's right. I'm a little, uh, I'm a little less uh, bullish on TJ Hawkinson, but I do think that uh, he's still going to be a very good tight end for fantasy. And so, yeah, it really just depends on if you can hit on some running backs because it could, you know, obviously if you don't, then your pick could be a high pick next year. And then, you know, I would take Marvin Harrison over DeAndre Hopkins. But um, so it really I'm just not, depends I'm on not planning to year. I'm not planning to be in the in the lottery after this trade. I'm a playoff team. That's going to be, you know, somewhere in the seven through 12 range next year. So I feel like let, let's build up the team for both this year and long term getting Patty. And you know some some late round guys. Um, it, totally, I think it was a move that I felt like I had to make. I think you're gonna get two great years out of Hopkins. Hopkins is still there. I love he's that. Still legit. He's my wide receiver three, maybe four. Even with uh, the quarterback and with the Cardinals, I think you're still gonna get good value out of Hopkins for sure. For sure. And Braden, you made an off season trade. Um, it was pre draft, but post free agency, I think. Yeah, Something it was like right that. after the suspension. Okay. Which, oh, yeah. So we'll tell us about it. Under who it is. It was Jamison Williams. So I actually already had a trade in mind. And this ended up being the trade that I wanted, but I don't think I would have got the trade I wanted if it wasn't for the suspension. Um, so I ended up trading Jamison Williams. Or, sorry. I traded my 106 this year and Darren Waller for Jamison Williams in a 24 second. Um, and part of it was because Darren Waller, you know, if I didn't have a tight end like Mark Andrews, I would probably be wanting to hold on to Darren Waller to contend, but I didn't need him. He was kind of my backup. I already had Njoku and Likely, so um, that was something to get him moving. And then I, I wanted to move off of 106 just because it didn't fit with what I was trying to do with my team. I didn't feel like these receivers were elite enough. So, yeah, I don't know what you guys think about the overall value and how it played out, but, I, yeah, I was curious your thoughts. I would still trade the 106 for Jamison Williams today. I would take Jamison Williams in that scenario. The start to his career could be a career-defining start where it's like you don't recover from this. Like, like this is the kind of stuff that like gets you to not see field time. 
um, right off the bat. Um, but at the same time, the, the talent's undeniable. I, I like Jamison Williams long-term, um, and, I, and I, I think you made a good trade there. Yeah, I mean, would you trade a, uh, a mid-round second for, for Darren Waller? Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't care. I mean, I'll take, I'll, I'll take the second all day. Why not? I mean, Darren Waller's an older tight end. I, I don't think that he's going to be that great in, 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 with the Giants. Um, yeah, I'd yeah. take the second rounder for him. Yeah, I do see Darren Darren Waller as a one to two year shelf life kind of guy. He's just he's getting up there in age, and you know he's always been hampered by by injury. So could have a good year this year, maybe one more good year next year. But I like the the JMO and the second round pick side just a little bit more right now than the the one hundred six and Darren Waller. Well, good to know. So nice job, Braden. Thanks, guys. Um, we talked about it earlier. I think let's let's just move on over and, and do this this mock best ball draft. So Braden wanted to do just a regular mock draft of the rookies. Garrett's like, nah, I don't want to share that information. I don't want you to know what all the rookies I like right now. And so we decided we're going to do a best ball draft um, and, and kind of keep track of which team we draft here does the best over the whole season. Um and so we've got to figure out who picks first, second, third. Then it'll be a snake draft. I was thinking we do a random number generator. You guys cool with that? Yep. Fine of me. All right, Garrett, what number do you want? One through a thousand. 444. Okay. Brayden, what number do you want? Uh, Six. One through a thousand. Six? <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll take well, 445. Number. We're playing prices right rules? Yeah, wait, yeah. No, no, no. We're, we're taking okay. closest to the number. It's okay. just random. Okay. Oh, closest to the number. That's He's just being savage. And... Either way, I just right. wanted to do my lucky number. I thought it was random. The cor- correct number was 441. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. so, Garrett, you get the first pick. I was also very close to 445. That was incredible. Uh, and then Brayden with his six, uh, he will have I did not pick. know how this operated. I did not. <laughs> nah, it's all good, man. Um, now, just to set some ground draft. rules here, we're only drafting one quarterback, one tight end. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, oh, with wow, that in is... mind, I am uh, taking Bijan, and I will take that all day. All right. Bijan, <laughs> number one. Lock it in. Um, oh, wow. I think that uh, for this season only, best ball format, you got to go Gibbs, number two. Braden? All right. I will go with Jordan Addison. Love him. Because I hope he's dominant. He's going to have a great year, I think. All right. And then again, you have Braden. the fourth pick as well, Braden. Oh, that's difficult. Um, I think that Zay Flowers is going to have more of an opportunity this year, potentially. Ah, uh, Hang on, hang on. I'll, I'll go with Jackson Smith and Jigbo. Actually, All no. Right. Wait. Yeah, I'll stick with Jackson Smith and Jigbo. Should we just are, – are we going like uh... Two running back, two wide receiver, one tight end, one quarterback? Or are we just picking just, 24 players? We're just going to pick 24 players, I think. Okay, so quarterbacks, you can only have one. You can have as many tight ends as you want. You that. can draft Will Levis if you want, Garrett. <laughs> or Hendon Hooker. Well, I'm saying we could have just loaded up on the quarterbacks, taken all the points. and But everybody gets a top three quarterback. Everyone gets at least one of the top three (laughs) quarterbacks and one of the top three tight ends. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. 
We're figuring this out as we go. It's all good. All right. Um, oh, shoot. I'm on the clock. So we saw Gibbs, Bijan, JSN, and Addison. Oh, man. It's got to be Anthony Richardson. I like it. Okay. Well, now that we're talking about Anthony Richardson, we got to talk. We can pause bit. and talk a little bit about his value. A yeah. Ding, bit. ding, ding. Our first quarterback. Okay. So uh, I added this a little bit to the show sheet because I was, I've been looking a little bit and I can see you taking, you know, outside of, you know, Bijan, Jameer Gibbs, Jackson Smith and Jigba, Jordan Addison, maybe QJ, maybe Zay Flowers, the first round wide receivers. I think you, I mean, there's a legitimate case to take Anthony Richardson over any of the running backs that follow and wide receivers. If obviously it's team dependent and I don't even know if I would necessarily do it, but I think there is a case and I wanted to see what you guys thought about that in general. <laughs> I think that Anthony Richardson's ceiling is game breaking. You know, um, if he plays 16 or 17 games this year, he's got a Justin Fields level floor where he can still run for a hundred yards, even though only passes for a hundred yards that game too. So for a best ball format, I have to pick Anthony Richardson just because if he hits, he's going to score so many more points than anyone else that I'll automatically win this league. <laughs> That's fair. Let me preface this. I don't think that a rich is going to have a good year one necessarily. He might have a high floor. I don't think he's going to hit that ceiling like Jalen hurts last year. I think he's going to be kind of like the early Lamar early, for sure. Jalen, where it was just rushing high floor stuff. But I I'm agree. talking just I... dynasty in general, right? Like year two, three, four, whatever. You know, he could be that game-breaking talent at QB. Right. None of these guys are top 10 um, guys in redraft. So, I mean, even though Anthony Richardson has the highest ceiling, um, none of these guys are like a safe pick for fantasy this year. It's It's more the long-term outlook here. Totally. What do you think, Garrett? That Lana's going crazy upstairs. Um, <laughs> Lana girl. I, once. I also, I'm I'm gonna retract uh, that we don't have a a chance to draft additional um, tight ends or quarterbacks because I don't know if someone has Will Levis, then they get a quarterback that, you know, plays 17 weeks sort of thing. And and with tight ends, it's like, oh, if you drafted the top two tight ends, you would kind of screw over the next guys. So we each just get one tight end, one quarterback, and then the rest running back wide receivers. Does that sound good to you, Braden? Uh, so we get one quarterback, one tight end, and the rest running backs and wide receivers. Yep. And they all are part of your best ball team this year. <laughs> yep. It works for me. All right. Well, okay. I'm just I'm just going through this blindly, but let's do it. We we all are. Yeah. No, um, we have done no research for how do you like your guys' teams drafts. better than mine? Um. Well, maybe pick a number closer to 441, Braden. <laughs> Garrett, you're on the clock. You have picks six and seven. Um. um okay. Um. I'm gonna take. Uh. Quentin Johnston makes sense, and I'm gonna just go with it, go with the flow right now, and we're going Dalton Kincaid. Ooh, tight end is wow. Ding ding ding! We gotta stop. We have to talk about another player. Our first tight end taken. 
Um, Garrett, why do you take him here? What's your what's your outlook for Kincaid this year? Um, it, it's a rookie tight end, so they're probably all going to fail. Um, but uh, I mean, out out of any of these guys, uh, Kincaid just seems like the the best player, um, and he's going to a top tier offense in the NFL who who really doesn't have a a number two target on, on their offense right now. They're kind of searching for that. Um, and I, I think it could be him. So, I mean, even if he's your number three option on your offense, I mean, you're, you're still happy. Um, and I, I think you can put up good numbers there this year. Yeah. Brayden, what are your thoughts on Kincaid? Yeah. I mean, I think they drafted him to be a receiving threat purely like almost like a chick, like a move tight end, not even, you know, he's not going to be lining up and blocking or anything like that. Um, I do wonder about his year one outlook. Actually, a lot of these year one tight ends just don't really seem to do much. Um, but I do think he's a great dynasty pickup and he would be worth this pick in dynasty. I don't know about it in redraft though. Okay. Um, yeah, for redraft again, I'm with Braden. Don't draft rookie tight ends for their first year. Long-term, I love Kincaid. Um, I think that he'll get his groove maybe by the end of the year. Maybe he wins team's fantasy championships because second half of the year, he just establishes himself in the offense. But uh, at that point, you just got to maybe monitor the waiver wire and look to see if he's getting the right snap counts, the right targets, or the the right routes run. And once he starts ticking up midseason, then then you stash Kincaid. Um, so from a best ball format, he's got the highest ceiling, especially in the playoffs. But I don't know. It's a, it's a tight end. <laughs> um, are we ready for, for my next pick? Oh, I'm ready. Oh, Zay Flowers wasn't picked yet? Nope. <laughs> that I'm will... sure he was picked. <laughs> <laughs> will be my pick. <laughs> Damn it. Um, it was the last elite wide receiver. High oh, that, was that, was bold. that was bold of me to go Kincaid over Flowers. <laughs> it was bold. I was like, you know, he might, he he might that not be. Listen, he might have gone in the next four picks, Garrett. So if Golden Kincaid's your guy, go get him. Hey, that's what I love about it, though. It's like we're picking hard lines today on this pod, and that's what you got to do. You can't be sitting on the fence because it's just, you know, I like it. We're picking, We're picking stances. We're all, good. all right, Braden. You are on the clock here. You've Double got picks. Jordan Addison and JSN. You've got picks nine and ten. Well, I got two wideouts. I feel like there's two running backs that really stand out right here that I just have to go for. Um, I'm gonna go with Zach Charbonnet. Makes sense. And then next up, I will go Devon A. Chain. I cannot hate a player for that. Because um, I probably would have picked either of those guys. Now, I don't love any of the running backs left at this pick. Um, I do have to wait for two of Garrett's picks. I think is that is that how this. So you're going to go up, yep, up, and then and then it's me and me again. Yeah. All right. Um, so looking at this pick here, I kind of like Mingo. I feel like he might now. It's a rookie quarterback. Stay away from rookie quarterback, Zach. Don't do it. It is a trap. Do not draft Mingo. <sighs> Can I draft Bryce Young just to stop you guys? No, that's cheating. Hmm. Kendry Miller, we talked about him. There's there's a lot of opportunity in New Orleans. 
They used high draft capital on him, right? Can someone tell me what round he was drafted in? It was a third. Okay. Um, sorry, I'm taking way too long with this pick. I'm it's gonna hard. go with the with the uh, Kendry. Mm. Ooh, wide out running back. What does he need? Ah. I want. I'm ah. gonna die here. Kendry Miller. Final. Final answer. Garrett, you're on the clock. All right. Uh, I'm going to go with um. Jonathan Mingo. Okay. Last pick and, of the first round. And uh, Keandre Miller. I already picked Keandre Miller. I just that was the pick right before Kendra. you. Kendre Miller. Sorry. Dude, I'm not paying attention. Are you kidding me? Um, we're going to go with... <laughs> we're kicking him off the pod. Josh Downs. Ooh, Okay. I like that pick. I like Josh Downs. I like Josh Downs. And guess what? We're going to have to start another dinger here because Zach has picked a tight end. That's right. Sam Laporta out of Detroit. Wait, are we doing um, two tight ends? He said one no. Tight end. Garrett picked one. Now oh, I'm picking one. Okay. one. <laughs> I thought you did Anthony Richardson and Dalton Kincaid, but then I remembered not. No, I'm not that crazy. Um, Sam Laporta, Detroit. He was the second tight end taken this year. Um, very high draft capital and his tape's unreal. He's an Iowa tight end. Just look at the pipeline. Um, I'm his testing's him. off the chart. Braden would have absolutely picked him at 15 or 16. So I had to draft was, him at 14. I thought you were going to take um, Michael Mayer. No, I got it. I was like, I'll just wait. Let's get Sam Laporta later. No, it's you're going to get stuck with Mayer in the last round. I'm not salty. Um, Garrett, any thoughts on Sam Laporta? Detroit. Yeah, and Detroit's got no one else there, and and Jamo's out the first six weeks. I mean, but they did, they didn't like their last Iowa tight end, so who's to say they're gonna like this one? <laughs> their last Iowa tight end is a top four tight end in fantasy. Garrett, our boy. Yeah, and I'm Hawkinson. so glad that he is a Viking, but it doesn't mean that the Lions know how to use him. Um, I'm glad that you like the pick there, uh, Braden. Whew. I thought we replaced Garrett with Keaton for a second. <laughs> wow. It might have been better um, for the end of this, for this uh, draft. Absolutely <laughs> draft would have been. But uh, no. All right, Brayden, you've got back-to-back picks here at 15 and 16. We got a lot of disgusting guys. Um, you know, you could pick your quarterback over Garrett and have your your stance on Bryce Young or CJ Stroud, or you could wait. You, you don't know what uh, what's going to happen. So, what do you what do you got with your next two picks? Yeah, I mean, honestly, to me, I think I could see a mixed, you know, mixed outlook between C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young. So I'm not really looking quarterback, tight end. You took my guy, so I'm out on that. So I'm gonna go just honestly the one two of my rankings that I think could get an immediate opportunity: uh, Jaden Reed and Marvin Mims. And his guys. He talked about Jaden Reed earlier. <laughs> He loves Marvin Mims being in Denver. He's got all the inside info. <clears throat> <laughs> all right. And that That's puts it. me back on the clock. That's you. So, uh, easy pick for me here. Roshan Johnson, pick yep. 17. I feel like he has a pathway to getting a decent amount of carries this year. I mean, he's going to be splitting with Khalil Herbert and Deonta Foreman. 
not that hard of a group to beat out. I like Herbert, but he's he's, he's he's you know a smaller guy. He's he's actually kind of built. He's like five nine, two ten, but uh, I, I like Roshan Johnson. I think he's he's going to be a guy who actually gets some fantasy points this year. Uh, Garrett, you've got back to back picks. I'm Do you go... want to to pick your quarterback here or let Braden choose for you? Um, probably let Braden choose for me. Uh, <laughs> no. Yeah, you know what? Why not? I'll, I'm going to take Bryce Young. I think How do you the, feel about the, the, uh, the situation's better on offense. I think that uh, drafted a rookie that, that could produce somewhat early. Miles Sanders is going to get 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 the, get the ball a lot. Uh, and then you go and get two vet and, vets and Adam Thielen and DJ Chark. I don't know. They they could be they could be sneaky good. So we'll we'll take Bryce Young there. I I, I like him better than uh, Stroud's weapons. I'm so glad you didn't take Levis. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, I guess yeah. I should probably give my my opinions. Um, if this was a normal rookie draft, <clears throat> Bryce Young should go earlier than 18. Um, just like the ceiling of being the number one overall pick. The talent is there. He's got everything except for size. He's he's mobile. He can extend plays. I mean, he's not Kyler Mer- mobile, but he's he's mobile enough. Um, but yeah, he's the number one overall pick. Bryce Young, I'd I'd pick him end of the first, beginning of the second, just because you you want to have good players that play Agreed. on your dynasty team. Uh, with my second pick, uh, I am going to go with. Tank Bigsby gets he gets the last running back that we had on the sheet. <laughs> Braden, me and you can go off sheet if we need another running back, but there, I don't think there's a lot of good ones. Oh, I guess Ty J Spears is still on there, um, but there could be there could be ones you like even more. You know, Chase Brown. I don't know. Um, I'm not picking Chase Brown. He's not on the sheet. I've got two picks left. I got a beautiful roster with Anthony Richardson, Sam Laporta. I got J. Mark Gibbs, I got Zay Flowers, Kendra Miller, and Roshan Johnson. I need a wide receiver. Who's going to actually – ooh, do I go for ceiling or do I go for floor? Oh, boys, it's best ball. Josh Downs is gone, by the way. Oh, oh Josh Downs was going to be my pick. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Garrett. Thank you, thank you. You got it. I'll um, trade you Josh Downs for Zay Flowers. Not happen. <laughs> um, I guess I'm going to be going with. Uh, do I go Giants or do I go KC? Let's go ceiling. Let's go big. Let's go Rashi Rice. Why not? I'm uh, regretting not picking Rashi Rice with one of my two that I just did. All right. At least someone liked my pick. Well, Braden, I think your last two picks were made for you. You didn't draft a tight end. You didn't draft a quarterback. So that means you're stuck with, I mean, CJ Stroud for sure. Let me double check the tight ends quick, but I feel like it has to be Michael Mayer. Yeah. The the next highest guys are are Luke Musgrave, Tucker Craft. Yeah, it's it's definitely. Darnell Washington. All right. For sure, Michael Mayer. Michael Mayer. Garoppolo likes his tight ends. Let's let's chat about these last two tight ends and, and quarterbacks. Um, is Michael Mayer a guy that you would want in redraft or dynasty? 
not in redraft dynasty you can throw a dart at him he's pro he's probably going to get drafted but then probably going to get dropped if i had to guess um yep. i don't know it, it, it could be interesting he, he could get some targets there um yeah we'll see what happens yeah no i'm definitely with you i think um he, he's like one of those guys that can be like a zach Ertz, but he doesn't seem like a super high ceiling guy like but he could definitely jump in and be the tight end one there. I mean, I don't think they have anything on the depth chart, and Gar- Garoppolo could favor the tight end. I think he's got a decent chance to make an impact as a rookie, but I don't think he'll, he's going to be like a difference-making tight end talent. Did Foster Moreau leave? Yeah, he's yeah. now on the Saints. Foster Moreau's in New Orleans. Ah, you know what? That I think that makes it a little bit better. I mean, if you know he's going to be the first tight end, I mean, you got Jimmy coming over there who just absolutely – targeted the tight end like crazy i mean maybe not he's last very season, george kittle-esque you know great blocker great safe route yeah in shorter intermediate I, I, st- I still wouldn't yeah. pick him in redraft but i mean in dynasty i mean i, I think he's, he's definitely gonna get drafted maybe not dropped i mean i think throwing a second a late second round pick on him is is totally fine especially if you need tight end yeah i mean he seems like a guy who could have an immediate opportunity for sure i just don't think his talent is like a ceiling like even someone like dalton kincaid or sam laporta seems more like a complete tight end but not a fantasy top end tight end if that makes any sense yeah i mean a lot of people compare him to witten or even like zach Ertz. um and you know i like i like michael mayer i would i would pick him in early to mid second in, in fantasy or in a normal rookie draft. But I think that uh, he's, he's got just as good as a ceiling as any of Kincaid or Sam Laporta this year, for sure. Uh, and then you ended up with CJ Stroud. How do you feel about, about him as a quarterback in rookie drafts and whatnot this, this year? Yeah. I mean, honestly to me, young and Stroud is a wash. Once a rich went down, I just kind of took it as a wash and, you know, I mean, I'm not going to pretend like I know better than the NFL, which these guys are going to pan out. So I'm just going to take one of the two and hope one of them pans out. I was just going to do whatever fell to me. So, yeah, I, I again, I, we've already said it. They're pretty close. You can let's pick your A or B between Stroud and Bryce Young. Don't love his outlook this year, but you know, long term, he he's set up to succeed. So, and they they traded up or. Did they trade up to get him? No, they stayed at number two to get him. But yeah. uh, I, I, I like his weapons. I think Houston's a fine place to be <laughs> for a quarterback. So it's okay. It's whatever. Garrett, did you need to chime in with anything there? No, nah, I think I think he'll be a fine quarterback. I mean, I would have gladly taken him if I were the Vikings and I had the second pick. Uh, I think I think Stroud's <laughs> going to be. I think Stroud's going to be a good player. Uh, but Houston kind of sucks. So. Yeah. Um, I don't really see that getting better in the next year or two. So it's got to be Who's patient. Who's the head coach there them. now again? It is uh, uh, 49ers, D'Amico Ryans. D'Amico yeah. Ryans. Yeah. So well, on that guy. I want to keep this draft rolling. I want to wrap the pot up here. But uh, my last pick, the wide receiver I was, I was wavering on, who was already guaranteed to fall to me, Jalen Hyatt, New York Giants. High ceiling, high low floor. They love that they got him in the early third, but um, <clears throat> you know, there's so many targets that the it's such an ambiguous receiver group for the Giants mm-hmm. that I don't have a lot of faith in Hyatt this year. Garrett, you've got the final pick. <laughs> Your only options on this spreadsheet are Cedric Tillman or Tyler Scott. <laughs> I'm going off the spreadsheet, baby. Oh, all right, <laughs> here we go. Who are you picking? You may not make the roster. Dwayne McBride. Dwayne McBride. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Sorry, I spoiled it, but I like. I was like, it has to be. Come on, Garrett. It's got to be Dwayne McBride. 
So I wanted to say earlier, I'm so glad he brought up Dwayne McBride again. So apparently, people talent wise had him had him uh, graded as a third or fourth round talent. The problem was is that he came off as a as uh, it was his interviews that led to him to drop in the draft. So did he not seem like committed to football or not intelligent with the playbook or is there this, something this reports that I heard on a podcast so take it with a grain of salt but it was overall just a yeah like he was a little bit of a bonehead he just okay. was a little spacey didn't really wasn't really like fully engaged kind of stuff i mean but, he looks like he gets a concussion on every single run so like <laughs> i understand hey, you know what i don't know what exactly was said but i just know that the reason that he dropped was due to interviews i can, I can speculate on what those interviews were but i do know that in general he was viewed as a talent and this is like He's this high, is like yeah, highly you talented. can look this up on google or whatever but um google yeah. has all the answers google has all the answers <laughs> look it up on, on google or bing or bing or <laughs> what's another That's... search engine ask jeeves yahoo is that still up there? <laughs> it was a reported thing that was given credibility in fantasy football circles. I love it. Thanks for the insight. Um, that's going to wrap up the draft. That's going to wrap up the pod. Um, we're going to have another off-season episode. Prep you for even more Dynasty or start prepping you for redraft. We might do some best ball. Um, but we wanted to touch base now. We're itching to talk football. Haven't done it since the draft. so. Thanks for uh, for coming on, guys. I can't wait to see my rookie best ball team dominate your guys' this year. Um, so Wayne McBride so, for the win. I would love changer. it if he's your your X Factor and he just soars onto fantasy playoff teams. My last comment on top of Braden's point. <laughs> hey, running backs only play for five years, six years. You don't got to be smart. If you've got the instinct just to get to the hole and fucking score, that's all you need to do. Get Wayne McBride. It's all on Kevin O'Connell's tolerance for <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I all have right, no idea. It's fun to be back, saying. guys. This, 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 was, this was a good time. Uh, it was. It was. I can't wait for, for draft season to get really into the thick of it here. It's coming up quick. It absolutely is. And until we talk again next time, might be post-wedding, might be post-baby. We'll see. Uh, later, dudes. Later, dude. Later, dudes. <laughs>